Thank you for tuning in to the latest message from Island Church, Dundalk. Glory be to God. It's an honor and a privilege to minister. Yes, glory be to God. God has placed some things in my heart, and the Holy Spirit's been dealing with me a few weeks back. God wants to do things in this church. And God wants to clean out some things in the church. There's a lot of things, not in, this, in every church, in Christian churches, creeping into the church. And God doesn't want it. And I'm telling you now, fasten your seatbelts. Because this is going to be a bumpy ride. And if you feel uncomfortable, lock the doors, lock that door. <laughs> Nobody's allowed in or out. Don't be going to the toilets. Pastor Ryan said here one week, no, that isn't, don't be moving about. Glory be to God, because you're going to get uncomfortable. Because the Holy Spirit's going to really start some things. Glory be to God. Let's pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my Lord. Thank you, Lord. Cool. Oshanana maho kalara boshala gambra kidi le danjach kumroshi le kidakobo lo la ba haka mrakini nehabo loroshira mroko rakerela la ombrendeli gushka kumbushka lambraka didisho brosha karabisko brosho boraba kalalana bokula kure kidala bushka mraka mrakidi losha kamro ore shikila brosho mroka lerira shanda nomuko dosha brakidi labo Thank you, Lord. 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 See, I've called you. I've called you for such an hour and such a day as this. But I want you to be ready. There's some things you need to get rid of. Get it out of your system. Because I can't use you if you hold on to those stuff, those things. For to be with me, and do what I want you to do. My will, says the Lord. Get ready. Get prepared. Because I'm surely going to call you. I have called you, and I'm surely going to call you to do. I'm speaking to people all over this land, all over this earth. Some are listening, and some are not. Some are just carrying on the way they carried on. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God, church. Praise God. Praise God. I'm telling you. G 
Jesus is absolutely wonderful. He's beautiful. He's absolutely pure love. He's just love. That's what Jesus is. He's love. He's the son of the living God. He's just pure love. He's a fall in love. Do you know somebody said to me the other night, they were talking, and she says, John, they were talking about the stuff that's going on all over the, all over the world. And she says, somebody said to me, do you know, wouldn't it be great if Jesus came night and just take us home? Just take us home. But she says, John, I don't want to go. I don't want to go, she said. I want to stay here. Why do I feel like that, she says. Why do I feel that I don't want to go? That I'm not ready to go? And I just told her, well, why, she said. I said, I'll tell you why. Because you haven't fallen in love with you. Because you haven't fallen in love with Jesus. Because let me tell you, when you fall in love with Jesus, you will want to go. You'll want to be where he is. You want, do, you, do you know when you love somebody, if a man loves a woman or a woman loves a man, they want to be with each other because they love each other. And they don't want to be nowhere else. They just want to be with one another. And that's the way. So I said, if you fall in love with Jesus, you'll want to be where Jesus is. That's what, that's what it's about. Glory be to God. And I, I, I know God, I'll tell you what, I know Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me so much. He loves, and I know that he does. Because his, his word tells me, this is the, you see this book? This is the greatest love story ever written in this book. The greatest love story ever written. Tells you about life. Tells you the will of God. God shows what, what he wants. This is my word. This is what you live by. This is what you do. Amen? Glory be to God, the love of God, the love of God. God is love, absolutely love. I'm going to talk about some things. Glory be to God. Did you ever, and Pastor Wayne was up here a few weeks ago, and some things that I did not want to talk about. I never spoke to any, talked to anybody about it before, because the personal. I told my wife, but I never told anybody else. And the Holy Spirit was pressing me on, and the Lord was, wants it, and people listened to my voice. When Pastor Ian was up here, he touched on it. I said, Lord, I'm not speaking about that. I don't want to talk about that. And Pastor Wayne came up there and I was sitting there and Pastor Wayne talked to him and touched very, very close on it. And I said, Lord, you, you, you want me to 
talk about that, you. And the Holy Spirit starts telling things. Anyway, did, does any of you ever hear of Catherine Kuhlman? Yeah. She's a, she was a lady way back many years ago. And when I got born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, I was drawn. Gosh, I'm the anointing of God is all over me. I was drawn to that woman and other people like her because she moved so much in the spirit. And man, she was awesome, mighty move in the Holy Ghost. And she used to fill stadiums and everywhere she'd go. And she, she was a red-haired lady, real bushy red hair. And she used to wear these big long dresses. And the sleeves would come out and they'd drip, the sleeves would drip away down like this. And she had big long fingers. <laughs> she had big long fingers and she'd go, you up there in the third row, <laughs> you can't have him. He doesn't belong to you. And then she'd come along and she'd say, and you over here, God is healing you now of cancer right now. And stuff, I watched several, now the videos are very poor quality because they're way back then, you know what I mean? But this one, I listened to an audio tape on her and she was having a service and she was ministering the service and this man walked into the service and he sat down and she said, there's a powerful lady in the Holy Spirit and here's what she said, I gotta have that man. I want him and I'm gonna have him. And she went to the Lord about it. She said, Lord, I want him. I'm gonna marry him, Lord. I want he's he's the man for me. I want that man. And God spoke to her in our spirit. And he says, You can't have him. He is a married man. That's what God told her. Never said no more. She said, you can't have him. He's a married man. That's it. He was married. He was separated, but he wasn't divorced. So he was still a married man. But she ignored the Lord. She said, I'm going to have him. And she went, and the two of them got together, and they got married. The two of them got married. And on our honeymoon, she said, I made a mistake. <laughs> I should have listened to God. I made a big mistake. And she went to the Lord, Lord, how can you get, get me out of this marriage? She said, I don't want to be in this marriage, Lord. I made a mistake. I don't want to be in this marriage. Now, she used to be booked out everywhere. Nobody would have her. Because way back then, she married a man that was divorced. Way back then, you, there's no way you do stuff like that. So none of the churches would have, have or speak in any of the churches anymore. They wouldn't, wouldn't entertain her. And she had a tremendous call of God in her life. God was, the devil got in and he stopped, he stopped it. I said, the devil works. And stop. 
Now, her husband, the fellow that she married, he was old-fashioned as well. He says, you're not going up to speak there anymore in front of people. If I'm, anybody's going to go up, I'm going to go up. Not you. So she couldn't, she was, and she was in, she was in, in an office there. She had a calling in her life. He hadn't a calling, but she had. He yeah, I'm going up, but you're not allowed up there. You can't go up there. Women don't do that. Women don't go up. Men, we're not going to sit and listen to you up there, but and her miracles after miracles. Yeah, listen, you, you can find the books and, and stuff on her. I mean, miracle after. But anyway, she got out of the marriage. She got, she got divorced and got away from them. I don't know. They wasn't married. They could have been married six months. I don't know. Twelve months. I forget. But she got away from them anyway. And she said, nobody, I have a call and I have to preach. I have to minister to people. And nobody would have her except one little church, a little one-room church. She said, you can come back here. And she says, they were the happiest days of my life. Said, Lord, you give me a second chance. See, our God is the God of a second chance. I'm telling you, God, He is God. And He loves us so much that He give us another chance. Okay, there's the door open for you. And she went back to ministry, and before we knew it, everybody was having a get. She got on ministry back, and she got a life back. And just shortly after that, she went home to be with the Lord. She says, I want to go home now. This was an old tape I was listening to, or testimony. It's time for me to go home. I just want to go on home. I have done that. So praise God. I was up in the gym one morning. And just want to read something here. Glory be to God. Psalms, Psalms 32. Blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Glory be to God. Praise God. Verse 5. I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. You forgive the iniquity of my heart. God did that for me. For me. That's why I love the Lord so much. That's why I love him so much, church. I absolutely adore and love Jesus for what he did for me. Jesus saved my life more I could tell you some of the things that take, I'd be here all day that Jesus got me out of when I was younger. I mean, I was fighting every week, solid weekend, I was in fights, serious fights. I'll never get one time I was a, in a fight with a fellow and took out a, a knife to me, a flick knife. One of them flick knives, I think it was a nine or ten inch blade, and I seen him with the knife, took the knife out, <laughs> he tried, stabbed me with the knife in the stomach, and I had a belt, I took my belt off. And when I was young, I used to learn how to fight with a belt as well. And if some people would swing a belt, and you don't swing a belt like that, because if you miss them, <laughs> it's going to come back, it's going to hit you in the head. 
So what I used to do is, I learned how to fight with a bell. Like I just got a bell like this. I'd hold the bucket in my hand like this, and the other end like this, and I'd make an X. Bang, bang. So if you miss them, the bell, the, the, the buckle would come down this way, it'd never hit you. And when he took out the knife to me, I, took, I got my belt off. And I did that, and I hit him. The first time I hit him, I hit him right across the head, and I split him. I split him right down there. I wasn't saved at the time in that church. <laughs> Just to let you say, I was an unrighteous man. But God saved, saved my life in situations. In, oh, gosh, I could tell you. Time after time after time, God saved my life. I was in the gym one morning, and I usually <clears throat> I'd, uh, do a workout in the gym, and then I'd go into the jacuzzi or the steam room. <laughs> Love that steam room. <laughs> so uh, I walked in the steam room, and there was two, three people sitting in it, two women and a man. And the, the man, a fellow, was an acquaintance of mine. I wouldn't say a friend, I'd say an acquaintance. I, uh, a minister, uh, I was witness to him and that. And he said when I walked in, he says, here's a man that'll tell us. He's a, he's a born-again Christian. He's a very religious man. He'll tell us. So I says, you don't know me. You don't know me, I said. I'm not a religious man. Matter of fact, I said, I don't even believe in religion. Oh, I thought you were. I said, no. No, I forgot what you were going to ask me. This, this, this how this has happened. I said, I'm not a religious man. I hate religion. I don't have nothing got to do with religion. Religion only brings people to hell. That's what religion does. So I said, I'm not a religious man. Oh, she says, you're one of them Christians, this woman says. Let's say she was in her 40s. Right about you wonder, she says, oh, you just don't have sex before marriage, do you? <laughs> you no, ah, yeah, you, no, you just can't have sex before marriage, can you? I said, listen, I'll tell you. I looked up. This is the steam room. <laughs> I said, we can do whatever, we, I can do whatever I want to do. I'm free to do whatever I want to do. But I choose not to do those things because it's against God's laws to do such thing. And the Spirit of God spoke to me right in my spirit and he says, minister to that woman. She's having an affair. I saw her wedding. She had a wedding ring on her finger. She's having an affair. Minister. And I told her about the woman caught in the act of adultery. I said, do you know you can have... You're talking about... Sex outside of marriage is sin. It's wrong. Sex is of God, right? But people has abused it and took it outside of the marriage. And it's totally against God. Absolutely, totally against God. So it is. And I minister with the woman caught in the act of adultery. And I told her, I said, when all the accusers in the whole lot was there, I said, she, she, Jesus said about, did nobody condemn you? And she said, nobody. And he said, neither do I. Go and sin 
no more. And she, oh, she, I could see that God was dealing with her. Oh, I could see that God really dealt with that woman and never saw her after that, never spoke to her, never saw her after her, but God ministered to that woman that, that morning. And she didn't think, she, she, was, she was trying to justify herself saying that to me, but then it came back the other way and God really ministered to her and she was in trouble then. So she, was, she had to deal with her conscience then. So she had. Glory be to God. Listen, there's two types of people in this world. The saved and unsaved. If you're an unsaved person, I don't know everybody in here, if you have never, ever accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you are guilty. Guilty of every sin you ever committed or ever will commit. You are guilty if you don't accept what Jesus did for you on the cross at Calvary. You are guilty. You feel convicted. Conviction. That's because you're guilty. You are guilty. Guilty, that's it. So you have to accept Jesus, what Jesus did for us at Calvary. Then and only then will your life change. But as you stay in that condition, you are guilty. And you have a right to feel conviction. And you have a right to be guilty. Because you are guilty. That's the way it is. You can't do those things, Charlie Brown, and get away with it. <laughs> That's it. What about believers? What about the saved people? There's a lot of stuff goes on with saved people in the churches. I'll tell you that God doesn't want and God is not happy. And the Lord wants to change some things. See, people are getting this so friendly church. So nice and nice and friendly church. Do what you please and ha, ha, ha. Go to church. Coming to this church does not save you. This is just a building. The same as any other building. The same as that building over there. It's just a building. This is where the church meets. We are the church. The people are the church, not the building. So just because you come to this building, that doesn't save you, that doesn't get you a ticket to heaven to be with the Lord. There was some place that the past in the church, the chapel. <laughs> Do you think... They think they're getting away with it. You know, they think they're getting away with it. <laughs> so believers, if they feel guilty, if they do something, the Holy Spirit will convict them. If you step out of line, the Holy Spirit will convict you of doing wrong. Now, you can either listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit in your spirit. 
You can listen or you can choose to ignore that. And the Holy Spirit will talk to you and talk to you and eventually get weak and weak that you won't even hear the Holy Spirit anymore. You'll just keep on doing what you're doing. You know you're out of order, but you keep on doing it. And you will pay the price. God can't use you for doing that. That's it, Charlie Brown. <laughs> you can't do things to get away with it. Can't do it. Can't have sex outside of marriage. Tough, but that's the way it is. That's the way it is, church. That's God's laws. Between a man, a husband and a wife in a marriage. Fine. Outside of marriage, you'll come in, you're in bad, bad ground. That's why the world is, the world is in the state it is. I'm ta- I was talking to somebody a couple of months ago, and they were from England, right? And there was a brother and sister very close to getting married. Very close to getting married. And they had to go and tell them. You can't get married. Why can't we get Because he's your brother. <laughs> Can't, can't get married. She's your sister. They were devastated. They were absolutely devastated. They were in an office. The, 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 woman was, the girl was going to go and kill herself and everything. She's going to go and commit suicide. That's the state the world is in. And Christians, let me tell you this, by the spirit of the living God, are gone down that road too. Christians are. And the The Lord wants to cleanse the church. He wants to cleanse the church. He wants to, because he's going to do something, I'm telling you very soon. He's going to be doing something very soon. Glory be to God. Is this uncomfortable for you this morning? (laughs) That's the way it is, Charlie Brown. That's it. And God is just telling us about it. Now I'm going to share something of my personal. Just before, yeah. You don't have to feel guilty this morning. If, because you as a believer, as a born-again child of God, are not guilty. See, there's a big sign in my forehead in the spirit. John is not guilty. Susan is not guilty. Remember that, John, now. <laughs> She's free. Glory be to God. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. Who himself bore our sins in his own body. Glory be to God. 
on the tree that we haven't died to sin might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. He himself bore, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. He bore your sin, my sin. He bore your guilt. Have you done something in the past and it keeps bothering you? The enemy keeps taking up to you. Keeps taking it up to you. Oh, what about that? Are you forgetting about that? Did you forget that? People are going to find out. All your Christian friends will find out about you. You'll be ashamed then. You'll be ashamed. If I were you, I wouldn't go to that church again. Because they're going to find out. Take them away. Oh, I don't want people to find out. Oh, if they find out about me, what? You are not guilty. The next time he comes here, old devil, look. See this. Do you see this? Can you read, devil? I am not guilty. Jesus paid the price for me. I am washed and cleansed in his blood. You are not guilty. If you are a child of God, let me tell you, don't let the enemy stop you, stop you from doing what God wants you to do. You are not guilty. You're not guilty. You're, you're washed and cleansed in the blood of Jesus. You're not guilty. You're, I'm watching everybody here is not guilty. <laughs> Glory be to God, isn't that wonderful? Now, have you done something wrong? We have 1 John 1 and 9. Glory be to God. He is faithful and just to forgive. Glory be to God. Praise God. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Now, there is therefore now no condemnation. If the enemy tries to bring up the past, something you did in the past, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the life of the Spirit in Christ Jesus has made me free, 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 free from the law of sin and death. Glory be to God. You are free. Glory be to God. Romans 5, verse 9. Verse 9 says, Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from what? Through him. Washed and cleansed in the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. What a God. What a God. What a Lord. What a Lord we serve. Glory be to God. What a Lord we serve. Oh, glory be to God. First John.
First John chapter one, verse nine. Glory be to God. Anyway, glory be to God. First John 1 and 9 cleanses us. We can confess our sins and he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive our sins. You can go to Jesus. Glory be to God. Faithful and just to forgive us. We all do. We all miss the mark sometimes. We all miss the mark, church. But Take it to the Lord and do not let the enemy say, look what you've done. You can't do that and be a Christian. You're a Christian washed and cleansed in the precious blood of Jesus. Glory be to God. Second, oh, Second Corinthians chapter 7. Getting there. Second Corinthians chapter seven. Verse nine. Now I rejoice not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you <coughs> were made sorry for a, a godly matter that you might suffer loss from us and not, uh, us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance, glory be to God, leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. Produces death. It's half the world. But godly repentance. So when you repent to God about something, godly repentance brings you closer to God. Closer to God. Closer to God all the time. So when you repent something and you get before God, God forgives you. The Lord forgives us. He forgives us. Glory be to God. God is good. And he's good all the time. So, we have God's word to tell you, you are forgiven. You do not have to be, you are not guilty. So don't let the enemy, if you did something in the past, bring up the past to you. We're back then. Glory be to God. You know, one time, way back years ago, 
and things were bad in Ireland. I went to America. I was working here, and there was no work. All the, the job finished, and I had to go to America. The wife said, me and the wife talked about it. We'll have to go. We had no money. We had to pay a mortgage. We had to pay stuff. We had to pay everything and no job. So I had to go to America. I was 25 years of age, married with two children. So I went to America. I was there six months. And I, I didn't go out much, but then I went out. I'd say it was three months there, and I thought I'd go out. And I went into some friends when I into a bar. And I was in the bathroom. And I come back out of the bathroom. One of my friends said, look, look, look who come in. I said, who, who come in? That one sitting up there. But he said to the barman, who is she? I don't know who she is. She was never in here before. Never seen her. So... <laughs> I'm going to go up and talk. Uh, he, uh, I said, oh, right. But he's sitting there, he's waiting to get courage. I said, who is she? I think she's waiting. She must be uh, seeing somebody because she's never been in, in, in here before. So I goes up and walked up and I said, hi, my name is John. What's your name? He says, my name is Bernadette. I'm from Italy. Oh, Bernadette. So tell me, Bernadette, what's your story? What are you drinking, she says. I says, I'm drinking the Jack Daniel and Coke. So we talked till 12 o'clock that night. But she, when we got to know each other, she told me, she says, when you come up to me, she says, she says oh, I'm not going to babysit this fella. Because she looked about 17. I'm not going to babysit this fella. But she says, when you had the confidence to come up to me and talk to me, and when you started talking, she says, you, I knew, she says, you were more mature. You weren't a 17-year-old. So I don't have to babysit you. Anyway, skip the story on <clears throat> three months. And I said... I need to get out of here. I need to get out of America. I need to get home to my wife and my children. That's where I need to be, at home. I went in a meadow in New York City. I said, I need to see you and I need to talk to you. She took me to, she took me to this coffee shop in Manhattan. I said, listen, I'm going home. I have to go home. I said, listen, I have something to tell you. I want to tell you. I said, I'm a married man. I have two children. And she started rolling and crying. Oh, she said. I said, I'm sorry. I says, and I seen the, the girl, the woman crying. I said, what have I done now? Even though I was, was a fallen man. Fallen man. Lost, didn't know God. I was, <clears throat> I was spirit, soul, and body. But my spirit was dead towards God. I did not know God. 
I was a fallen man, spirit, soul, and body. My body was alive, my soul was alive, but my spirit was dead. See, see this coat I have on me. About, this coat is alive while I'm in it. Put my hands up, coat goes down. But I was to take that coat off. This is like what, what, what you do when, when you die. If I was to take that coat off, I'm not in that coat anymore. I was to throw that coat there. That coat there stays there. It's dead. It doesn't move anymore. It's dead. My spirit was dead. My body was alive, my soul was alive, but my spirit was dead. I didn't know God. I didn't know Jesus. Didn't know them. I said, I got hope to my wife and children. And she broke down and cried. She says, will you stay with me for the day? I want to tell you something, and I want to show you something. I said, okay. So she drove me outside of New York, but now outside of New York, and she drove me to this, we went to this beach. She says, I have something I want to tell you, John. What age do you think I am, she says. Moon over women, you have to be careful. Tell them the age. I says, uh, I don't know, you could be 30, 35. I, I'm not sure. She says, I'm 50 years of age. I said, are you? She says, it doesn't matter to me. I says, what age are you anyway? I says, you look great for 50. I says, um, she says, I'm a very wealthy woman. I want to tell you something else. I'm a married woman, she says. I have two teenage daughters. See this summer house over there, a beautiful summer house on the beach? She says, that's mine. I own that. See that apartment we were in, she says, in New York? I own that, she says. I have plenty of money. I said, what's that got to do with me? You have plenty of money. So you have plenty of money. My husband works in the oil rigs. And oil rigs. I said, oh, he's away all the time. I don't love my husband. She says, if you stay here with me, she says, I'll leave my husband and you stay here in America with me and we'll make sure you don't have to walk. I've, I've helped someone. You don't have to walk never again, she says. I said, oh. I said, no, I'm going home. Anyway, I was I'm going home. I said, I have to go home to my wife and children and I'm going home. She left me, took me back to home. She said, Paul, will I ever see you again? I said, no. You'll never see me again. Well, she says, I'm never going to go to Ireland looking for you, she says. I could find you, but she says, it wouldn't be no use. But I said, no, it wouldn't be no use. And I got back, we got back to the hotel. She dropped me off. And when I, at the time, I used to listen to Golden Oldies, playing on the radio. used to be on every every night and I used to listen to it. And that night a song come on <clears throat> Please help me I'm falling in love with you. Close the door of temptation. Don't let me walk through. I belong to another. It wouldn't be right. Please help me I'm falling in love with you. Then your man comes out in the hotel and he says there's a phone call for you from Ireland. Will you take it? I said, yes, I will. And my dad and I took the phone with my wife. And she says to me, I want you to come home, John. 
I said to her, I had my mind made up, I'm going home anyway. I said, well, what about there's no jobs, no money back in Ireland? She said, I don't care about the money and I don't care about anything else. I just want you home with me. I said, okay. And went home. I'll never forget. She met me at the airport. Why well, I'm telling you all this, this is just, this, this is what happens, folks. I met her at the airport. I can even tell what she was wearing. I can even tell the perfume she was wearing. Went home. I said, now I'm guilty. I'm feeling guilty. I mean, you're talking about guilt. You're talking about guilt. I know what guilt is. I know what guilt is. I was feeling bad, real bad. Moved the story on 10 years, I got saved. I got saved, born again, changed my life, filled with the Holy Spirit. And I wanted to tell my wife, I said, I have to tell, I can't live with it, I have to tell her. I just have to tell her, it was in me, I have to tell her. I need to get her saved before I tell her. I can't tell her. I can't tell her this. So she got saved eight years later. Now we're 18 years old. But that's still in me that I have to tell her. So one night I said, I have something to tell you. Oh, she says, what did you do, John? I said, I have something to tell you that happened in America. Uh, better sit down so I'll tell you this so I told her <clears throat> told her and I was telling her and I put my hand on her shoulder tried to explain to her don't touch me she said don't touch me Get your hands off me. This is what sin, stuff like that does. So the next morning she came downstairs. She got the children up to school. She didn't talk to me while I knew that. And I went to work. This went on for a week, not talking to her. And I said, Carla, I have to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you, she said. I said, listen, I want to ask you something. I, want to, I have to ask you this, Carol. What do you want to ask me? I said, do you want me to go? I said, I'll go, I said. But don't worry about your, the house or the children. I said, I'll, I'll look after you. I'm telling you, I said, I'll, I'll care for you. I'll look after you. And she was born again now. I'll think about it, she says. Why, I'll let you know. I said, okay, you do that. I remember going down to my mother, God love her, my mother, who was a great woman. I said, Ma, I says, I might leave, I might have to leave home. I said, could I stay here till I get somewhere? And I get sorted till I get a rented house or a flat or whatever. And my poor mother, God love her. Why, son, why would you want to do that for? I said, 
Me and Carol might be separating. I don't know. Oh, why, son? So you two wouldn't separate. Oh, no, not you two. So I know you two. No way. No way would you separate. What? I said, Ma, it's all my fault. It's something I did. What did you do? What did you do? I said, Ma, I can't tell you. I can't tell you what I did, I said. So, two days after that, oh, my mother said, son, I'll pray for you. I'll be praying for you all the time, she said. I said, wait, Ma, that's great. Pray for you. So two days after that, Carol talked to me. She says, John, come here. I want to ask you something, she says. Okay. I said, do you want me to go? I said, if it's upsetting you for me to be here, I'll go now, I says. She says, I want to ask you something, she says. And we're standing here in the presence of God, she says. I'm going to ask you something, and you, you tell me. I said, right, I'll tell you. You know I'll tell you the truth. I want to know one thing, she says. I said, right, do you still love me, she says. I said, if I didn't love you, I said, I would never tell you that. You would have never found out that, I said. I told you that because I do love you, I said. I made a mistake, I said, and that's why I told you, I said, I couldn't live with it. Even though it was in, I said, I couldn't have that between us. You'd never know, but I knew, I said. It was in me, I said, I knew. And I couldn't live with it. I just, I just, some men could or some women could. I couldn't. I had to tell her. When she says, I've loved you from, I've loved you from, I was a teenager. She said, I haven't stopped loving you, she says. And she says, I know God has forgiven you. I said, he has. I know he has. I said, I know he has. And she says, so do I forgive you. And she said, I'm going to tell you something now, John. She says, even though we have arguments or whatever, I'll never, she says, this is the type of woman my wife was, I'll never, ever bring that up to you. I'll never throw that into your face, she says. I'll never tell you. And I can tell you, you know, she never, ever brought that up again. And before my wife died, her last words to me was, before she went into a conscience coma, her last words to me was, she says, John, I want to tell you that I love you. I said, hello. And she says, I never regretted one day of marrying you. Not one day, she says. And that was the last word she ever spoke to me. So she did forgive me. But things like that, what it can hurt, gets in, stuff like that. But to see, I knew how much Jesus loved. Why I'm telling you this, folks? If it helps somebody, I knew how much Jesus loved me. Because it says in his word how much he loved me. I knew he loved me. I know Jesus loved me. If I didn't know that Jesus loved me, I couldn't. I'd, I'd be living in guilt for the rest of my life. 
Does women had, an, had abortions? Listen till I tell you this. I'm going to tell you this, but the spirit of the living... If you had an abortion, any time, God will, has, will forgive you. Will forgive you. See, we fully don't understand the love of God. What type of love God has for us. And it's only if you take that word and it's no use taking it and saying maybe what well, wonders that. No, you got to take that word and believe that word. What God said about you is true and it's real. And I took that word and I knew that that word was true. That Jesus loved me. And he still does. And that's why I love Jesus so much. Because I know what he's done for me and what he's forgiven me of. This is the greatest love story ever told. God loved the black world. God loves the white world. God loves the yellow world. God loves the red world. God loves the unlovable. God loves the rich. God loves the poor. God loves you and me. And he proved that. He gave his only begotten son. He sent him down to this earth. And he died on a cross at Calvary. For you and for me. He took the flesh whipped off his body for your healing. For your healing and my healing. For your forgiveness. God loved the world so much that he gave. Why would you not believe what God did for you? Why do you still feel guilty and convicted what Jesus did for you? Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Praise be to God, church. I'm telling you, don't you doubt God for one second. Do not doubt God. You might say, how could God forgive me for what I did? God couldn't forgive me. You are not God. Agape. It's a different kind of love. It's God's love. It's agape love. I'm telling you. I'm full of love. I'm full of love for people. I have compassion for people. My heart bleeds for people when I see them. They won't accept Christ. You, you can take the horse to the water. You can't make the horse drink the water. I drank. I took plenty of people to Jesus, but they never accepted Jesus. That's sad, but that's the way it is. They accept all the religion and all the tradition of the day, but they won't accept what Jesus did for them. What Jesus did for me and you. God's love. I'll tell you, I'm a free man. Glory be to God. Nobody. Nobody. 
I'm a free man. I'll tell you I'm free. I'm washed and cleansed in the blood of Jesus. Jesus loves me very, very, very much. He gave his life for me. Jesus did it for me. For me. For me. For me. I said God did it for you. Jesus did it for you. Why would you not believe what God says about you? You are forgiven. You are cleansed and washed. Do not let him, the enemy, convict you of stuff that happened years ago and you still, and God wants to use you so much. This talented people, talented Christians, with all the gifts of it, but they won't, can't, Move with God because of something stupid they did in the past. They let their past failure stop them from doing what God wants them to do. Do not let the enemy stop you. God loves you. Jesus loves you. He proved that. He proved that. Oh, oh, the joy of the Lord. Oh, the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. Oh, the joy of the Lord. Praise be God forever. Oh, praise be God forever. Glory be to God. What a God. Oh, what a God. What a God. What a Lord. Oh, he's Emmanuel. He is bright morning star. He is the lily of the valley. Oh, he shines. He shines. He's glorious. He's wonderful. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, praise be to God. What a wonderful Savior. What a wonderful Savior. What a wonderful Savior we serve. I'm telling you, life is short. Time is short. People live for that world out there. That world is... Was John, 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 the apostle said, don't love the world or the things in the world, for the world is passing away and the lust thereof. Getting this and getting that and grabbing this and grabbing that, grabbing the other thing, grabbing that. You know, crazy stuff. Yes, we can have good life, good life and live well. Yes. Glory be to God. Praise God. Praise be to God. Oh, Ramashankama. Lord, Ashanda Ramashiki Lady Bakura. Lara Mashanda Ramaki Lady Kelarakura Karakaraka Bikalakoboko. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, I minister this morning to you by the power of the Holy Spirit that's in me. I minister that to God. I'm finishing now. If there's anybody who wants prayer here, you can come right up to the front and I'll pray for you if you want to. Glory be to God.
Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord. If there's anything you want me to pray about, I'll pray for you. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise be to God. Well, glory be to God, we must be all well. And listen, tell I tell you, don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Jesus wasn't embarrassed when he hung on the cross. He wasn't embarrassed. I'd never be embarrassed about anything. If I want something, I'll just go and get it. I'll just go and get it. Oh, you beat the God. I wouldn't be embarrassed about anything. Nothing stops me. Couldn't care less. And I wouldn't think, what, oh, well, what will they say? What, what, they are the ones be talking. Let them talk. So what? So what? Why do you think they're not talking about behind their back? The, the, the unsaved. They talk about you all the time. They're them crazy Christians. <laughs> Glory be to God. Amen. Father, we thank you. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Father, for everything. Now, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that I did, Lord, what you wanted and asked me to do, Lord, and I did it to the best that believe with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for everybody, my brothers and sisters, Lord. Lord, if there's anything, Lord, Lord, that nothing will stop them from serving you, Lord, and doing your will, Lord. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed, be encouraged, and be a witness. We are so glad you could join us for our latest message. We are located right in the center of the town, and we would love for you to call in and see us. Details are on our website at islandchurchdundalk.ie.